all the music. You hear it, you know it. It's time for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. We are live in the studios of Grand Forks Best Source. Adam Helgeson, your realty expert, is standing by. We'll talk with him after this. Real estate can feel a lot like this. But you should expect more when you're buying or selling a home. You should feel taken care of by someone who can turn jitters into ah. Someone with the tools and knowledge to help you find the one or sell yours. We'll take it. Someone who can make real estate feel less like that and more like this. That's Home Services. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. And he is back. He's here. He's Adam Helgeson. I gave it. I gave you a little more today, man. It's been a while. Yeah, it makes me feel special. How are you? Outstanding as usual. Good, 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 good. Uh, you got a big golf tournament tomorrow? Yeah, doing the part of the military affairs committee with the Chamber of Commerce. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Getting involved. Uh, they team up the military players with civilians. And so I sponsored a hole and I sponsored a uh, soldier or airman mm-hmm. to golf. Mm-hmm. Go out and have some fun. You still uh, do a lot with the military, don't you? Yeah, I try to. Yeah. yeah. And uh, again, thank you, man. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, for your service and all of that stuff. Been a while since we've seen you. Um, I wanted to ask you this because uh, I know we will be downsizing eventually coming up here. Is it better to like maybe rent your house and still have some money coming from it? Or is it better off to just sell? I mean, <laughs> what do you do? <clears throat> That's a tough one, and it really depends upon each person's, you know, situation. So I'm going to start off with a, a, a quick tale of two different owners, right? Okay. Um, the, they're, like I said, there's pros and cons to, to both. Um, one guy was renting his house. The tenants left. Um, he let his uh, hope kind of override his uh, common sense, um, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he rented to an unqualified tenant. Um, and that can make your, uh, dreams go down the drain quick. Um, cause he didn't want to have his house sitting vacant. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he eventually ended up selling the property, but not until he did over $12,000 in repairs. Oh my goodness. Now, so wow. You, you said unqualified tenant. How do you know if they qualify or not? Most renters are rental companies or you know landlords mm-hmm. do background checks they do sure. credit and checks they credit do, yep you know the deposit and stuff but sometimes if it's your first time or whatever people are like well I'd rather have the income coming in than the house sitting vacant sure and sure that's not always the best thing and you know what uh, if you have to have a certain credit score or whatever um that doesn't mean that if you have a good credit score they still might trash your house exactly so yeah. it's kind of a it's a double. I, I will never be a landlord. Mm-hmm. I will never rent my property just because, you know. But on the other hand, there's people with seller's remorse, you know. Sure, sure. You have a rental, you know, you sell it because the market's hot. And now, you know, you come back later and you're like, well, God, I could have got another 1250 a month for another three years. Uh-huh. And the market's even better now. Sure, you sure. Know? So now you're regretting, hell, I missed out on 185 grand or, you know what I mean, whatever. But you never have that crystal ball to know, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's a gamble. Just like my dad works a lot with farmers and there's sure. a guy who had a grain bin full of soybeans market was high. He's like, you know what? I think it's going to go up. So he didn't sell on Friday. He waited till Monday market 
dropped over the weekend. He lost it on like $500,000 that weekend if he would have sold, you know, so you just, you, you never know. Um, but that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to do a, a two-part series here okay. as far as like, okay, what should you do? Should you rent your house or should you, you know, just sell it and move on? Mm-hmm. So um, today we're going to talk more about, okay, rental options. Okay. Our, um, you know, signs you should rent your home. First off, the demand for rentals. So kind of research the area. Um and not only the town, but the part of town. Right. Um, you know, some areas don't like rentals. Sketchy. Yeah, and there's yep. some sketchy parts of town that you wouldn't want to rent in, possibly too. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, you know, there's if it's a high rental area mm-hmm. or, you know, it it's such a touchy subject because, you know, they're always talking about over by the college. Sure. Sure. By the U. Yeah. That whole area is, you know, the, the old people that have lived there, grew up there are pissed because it's all rentals. Yeah. In and, fact, they even have a different whole set of rules over in that side of town for renting. Yeah. I, back in my construction days, worked on some of those houses. And, uh, yeah, they, they have some pretty pretty far out rules and laws over there, regulations. Yeah. But, I mean, Grand Forks is always, you know, in need of rentals. Mm-hmm. So especially house rentals, not necessarily apartments. Apartments are all over. Got a million um, of them. Yeah. And then, too, what kind of rental do you want to do? Are you looking at long-term rentals? Are you looking at short-term rentals? Um, you know, there's always the demand for short-term rentals, like Airbnbs, stuff sure. like that. Um, you got the traveling nurses. You have people coming to town for hockey games. You have, you know, um, I've looked into more Airbnb stuff now on my travels just because, I went to Bemidji and the hotel room was $260 or else I got a two bedroom condo on the lake. You know, you can mm-hmm. sit in the deck and watch the sunset for the same price. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. well, I'll take the condo. Yeah. Do your down. own cooking and not have to go out to eat and all that stuff. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so kind of research the market and figure out, okay, is there a demand for my house? Okay. Um, another sign is, Hey, I've always wanted to be a, a landlord or a rent have rental properties they can be a great source of income um you know as long as you manage them properly right yep they're they're good you know net builders mm-hmm. as far sure. as your your portfolio mm-hmm. um very rarely do real estate prices crash in this area yeah so as long as you maintain the house you know what i mean um between, like you normally would if you lived there. Yeah, but between renters, you're going to know everyone's lifestyle is different. You'll sure. come in, you'll have to paint, you know, mm-hmm. maybe change out some carpet, that type of stuff. Yep. So the thing with rentals is you never really do high-end high end stuff in sure. rentals just because you know it's most likely not going to be taken care of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where you have to know if you're, if you're turning your house into a rental property to expect that, you know. Um, you know, another reason you may want to keep it is you have a personal attachment to the house. You know, maybe it was um, forced or it was your grandparents' house and you want to keep sure. it, you know, in the family. Or um, another situation is I had an Air Force couple reach out to me and they can only go to like three different installations through their career. So they're like, okay, we bought this beautiful house. We love it. Okay. We know we're going to be back here mm-hmm. sometime in our career. You know what I mean? Should right. we just rent it out so Boy, that way when tough. we when we get orders we can just come back to our house? Um, so 
you know, there's different situations on, okay, hey, should I do this part-time or, or not? You know, there's different situations. You look like you're going to say something. No. So, okay. <laughs> I was, I was kind of putting myself in, in their shoes. That would be awfully hard yeah. uh, because we talk about attachments to your houses and where you live. And if you know, you, you know, it breaks your heart that you have to leave sometimes. But when you know you're coming back, it's like, oh, I'll get to see my family again or get to see my house again. But or will I? So I, I was just yeah. kind of putting myself in their shoes thinking, wow, that'd be tough. Yeah, it's a tough call. Um, you know, different people, you know what I mean, have different priorities. Mm-hmm. When I was in the military, I bought every place I went um, just because, one, I had two big dogs. Sure. Um, so I couldn't rent. And then, two, I didn't like living on the Army bases. Right. Um, so, you know, I could have kept them all as rentals, and mm-hmm. then I would have had investments. But You'd have vacation homes all over. Yeah, but then I'm like, okay, how often am I going to go back? Like, I lived in Wilmer, Minnesota. Do right. I want to go back and visit Wilmer? <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right, it's like, right. Not um, your vacation destination? No. Now, Green Lake and stuff north there is nice. Sure, but, sure. You know, another thing you got to think of, okay, should I rent my home, is does your home appeal to renters? You know, there's different style homes. Absolutely. There's different price ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, even, let's say, okay, you're outgrowing your home, and it doesn't fit your needs anymore. That might be someone else's dream home. You know, right, so right. you got to take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so if your home has like nice features, you know what I mean? Long-term renters are looking for um, more multiple bedrooms, little nicer area of town, close to greenways, walking distance, mm-hmm. you know, that type of stuff. Nice amenities close by. Um, to me, not to judge or whatever, I think, you know, having a nice family in your home would be a better renter, but not than to have, you know, the, the yearly college kids for college kids. Right. You never know. I've met some college kids that are really respectful. And then you have young kids tearing up your house. Yep. yep. I've met college kids. They're there to go to college. They're there to get their education. They study, they work, they come home and then they go back to school. Yeah. I had a dad buy a a house for his son and Mm. friends to live in while going to college is $380,000 house. I'm like, damn, you know, He's like, well, they're all going to school for biology, and then they're staying there for med school. He's like, I'm not too worried about the house mm. getting trashed, and you know what I mean. It'd be a long term investment. And I'm like, hey, that. Yeah, I know somebody you know. that did that too for a bunch of uh, hockey players. And uh, when we went to do the work on it, it was the most biggest beer pong um, <laughs> room I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never, you never know. Um, you know, for those short term Airbnbs close to the events. Um, that type of stuff, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? What the sure. venues people are coming to town for or, you know, on the lake or, you know, sit, right. things people look for when they're coming mm-hmm. to town. Yep. Um, you know, condos make good Airbnbs, but then you got to worry about the condo association, do yep. allow rentals, you know, all that type of stuff. The other half of the condo and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the main thing people look at when they're deciding, okay, should I rent or should I sell? If you're confident, you can make a profit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, let's say your house is $250,000, right? Will it rent for $2,500 a month? So, you know, sure. That's 30 grand a year. So if your mortgage payment is 1250, sorry, I'm looking down. I got some numbers here. So if your Mm -hmm. mortgage payment is 1250 per month and your property taxes insurance 400 per month, then you'd have a cash flow of $850 per month. Um, 
you know, and that's minus additional costs, which you should put aside for maintenance yep, and, yep. and that type of stuff. Um, which eight hundred fifty dollars a month profit seems like a healthy profit, um, but you know, is it worth the hassle, the work, sure. and everything of doing the rental? And then some people hire a rental company on top of that, mm-hmm. which takes you know eight to twelve percent. <clears throat> of that, but then they handle all the 2 a.m. calls and, right. and, and, and that type of stuff. You know, you start adding all of those costs up and everything, um, then somebody like me would be more apt to sell, I think. Yeah. Well, and I'm going through a situation right now with the house I just listed. Um, this lady was here. Um, we got a work transfer. She was debating about selling her house, and she's like, God, I don't know the market. You know, it was wintertime, whatever. So she reached out to a local management company and said, Hey, I'm moving in a month. I would like you guys to take over my house, rent it out, whatever. Um, cause she was going to keep it. She got the lease, everything, um, signed. Supposedly there was a husband, wife living there. Um, she sent me the lease, but the lease was signed by an LLC. Um, and I'm like, okay. And it's a five bedroom house. I'm like, why would a husband and wife want a five bedroom mm-hmm. house? Here it turns out this LLC was renting it to six or so immigrant workers that are working on the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, it was breaking the lease because everyone over the age of 18 is supposed to be listed on the lease. Sure, sure. Also, the management company never went through the city to get their certificate of occupancy. <laughs> so there was no COE for this house. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the city came in, here the house doesn't meet code to be a rental because the windows are too high on the main level, which okay. when you're buying a house, that doesn't matter. Right? Sure, sure. You know, you hear about the egress windows in the basement mm-hmm. have to be, uh, you know, certain things. Well, on rental properties, the upstairs windows have to meet those same criteria. Okay. And here in this house, it had the higher windows in the bedroom, so you still get the light, but you can't. People can't see in. Right. Yeah. So that doesn't meet code for rental status. So now this rental company sent her a thing saying, "Hey, we need like eight to ten thousand dollars to redo all these windows and blah blah blah." And she's like, "You know, just pissed." So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, we kind of got involved, and in that rental company is now trying to transfer those rentals out and because we kind of caught them in a lie and not doing their job. So it's, it's a complete shit show. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they say buyer beware when buying something. Mm-hmm. I say, mm-hmm. you know, landlord beware when hiring a rental company. If you're just moving out, expecting your house to be taken care of. And these people, you know, they, some of them are good. Some of them, take their cut off the top and just rent it out and they yep. don't care what happens. They don't care. It's not their property. So if I called you up, uh, realty expert Adam Helgeson, and I said, hey, you know what? I'm in the same situation here. Uh, I'm debating if I should rent or move or, or, or sell or rent or whatever, but um, is that a dumb question to be asking a realtor? I don't think so. No, you know? I mean, because if depending on after you talk with them, they might decide, well, you know what? I want to sell, and boom, they're they're right there, got their foot in the door with the best. But I, I can tell you, um, a lot of agents. Well, I can't even say that. I don't want to. I don't want to break. You know, talk bad about other agents. Mm-hmm. But 
Our job is to list and sell houses. Yep. So if you ask an agent, should I rent or should I sell? They're probably going to say sell. Yeah. And I would say it depends upon the situation. Sure. You know what I mean? Because I'm always blunt with my clients. Yeah, Um, you have to be. You you got to be real. You got to be real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and be like, hey, you know, if you're coming back in three years. Sure, everybody's situation's different. Exactly. So kind of go through the scenario with them and and see what it is. So, but yeah, if you have an agent you trust, you know. All right. Call them up, say, hey, what should I do? And uh, come back on uh, Friday and listen to part two on the reasons why you should sell. That was an awesome segue, dude. You've yeah. done this before, huh? A time or two. <laughs> I can see your clock, so I know I'm already oh. two, two minutes over my 15-minute limit. So How does, like, <laughs> that's no big deal for you, man. <laughs> How does somebody get a hold of realty expert Adam Helgeson? Uh, the best way is my cell phone, which is 701-317-1750. Um, you can check out my website, homesbyhelgeson.com. Lots of good tools on there. Um, or call any of us real estate experts at Berkshire Hathaway at 701-746-0303. Hey, all right, and uh, good luck tomorrow in that golf tournament. Uh, thanks for what you do, man, with the veterans. Oh, I know no you're still plugging away all the time. Uh, there you go, and you, like he said, part two coming up Friday with Adam Helgeson, your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast.